Okay, so um, I thought we can continue our discussion of the five uh, the five dimensions or manifestations of the Dhamma. You may remember uh, we introduced two of these, and I'm following uh, this nice book of Shivaram Swami Navavraja Mahima. Uh, He's saying there, there's, first of all, of course, Goloka Dham, and then there is Boma Vrindavan. Uh, Goloka Vrindavan, Boma Vrindavan. But before this, he's uh, explaining that the, the Dhamma is unlimited, which means, where is it? It's everywhere. And so then he says, rather than asking where is the Dhamma, because the answer is going to be, well, it's everywhere. A better question to ask is, where is the Dhamma manifest? How, how is the Dhamma manifest? So it's manifest in beyond this world, and I was reading today about uh, the, the one-quarter and three-quarters divisions of the totality. Uh, this idea comes from Rig Veda. <clears throat> anyway, and um, so beyond the one quarter is uh, the three quarters totality. And of course, Goloka is the center of the whirl uh, of the spiritual world in which Krishna, with all his associates, are performing their ever joyful, ecstatic. This word ecstatic sometimes I feel is a bit overused. Uh, you know, it's like, that was ecstasy. Yeah, so what else is new? <laughs> that was an ecstatic meal. That was an ecstatic kirtan. Yeah, so what else is new? Um, everything becomes ecstatic. Anyway, that's another topic, but um, certainly the true meaning of ecstasy would be experienced in uh, Goloka Vrindavan, also in Boma Vrindavan, but um, the technical meaning of ecstasy is uh, an experience outside oneself. It's, uh, it's a going outside of oneself. And so, um, there's another term, it was kind of coined by a scholar of religion, instasy, uh, the feeling within, <laughs> emotion within. Ecstasy, we might say, uh, fits with the idea of the ashtasattvika bhavas, which are the involuntary um, uh, phenomena of the body, which is experiencing intense devotional emotion. That was all just a footnote. Uh, okay, so, and then we talked briefly about this idea of prakata, prakata and aprakata, dhamma, the, the manifest and the unmanifest dham. And that word prakata uh, 
is or seems to be related to the word prakrita, and it's been suggested that it is from a prakrit language rather than Sanskrit originally. That's uh, a bit speculative, but in any case, could be. Uh, and we recalled the verse in uh, Brahma Samhita, uh, which kind of summarizes, it's actually describing what's called Shveta Dvipa in uh, the Brahma Samhita. Shriya Kanta Kanta Parama Purusha Kalpataravo, etc. How all the trees are wish fulfilling trees. Walking is dancing, water is nectar, words are poetry, and uh, the, the ground is all chintamani. Okay, so this, and this we can appreciate as being applicable both in Goloka Dham and in Bhoma Rindav. And then we have a third category, a third type of Dhamma, which uh, Shivaram Swami refers to as Drishyamana Dhamma. Uh, the, the prefix, uh, the word Drish uh, means seeing, Arshana, Drish, uh, and so it has something to do with seeing, and as we'll see, it is, it's about seeing the place which in which Krishna appeared, despite his apparent absence, as being, in fact, uh, that very place and seeing uh, the pastimes of the Lord happening, understanding that the pastimes of the Lord are ongoing. The Lord never leaves Vrindavan. He's always there. Um, he quotes a verse from Shukadev Goswami. This is uh, as follows. Yavatsa padapadmavyam sprishan aste ramapati tavat kalir vai prithiving parakrantung na cha ashakat. As long as Lord Sri Krishna, the husband of the goddess of fortune, Ramadevi, touched the earth with his lotus feet. Kali was powerless to subdue this planet. Parakrantum na ashkat. Ashakat, uh, like the word shakti. So this is, uh, this would be a perfect tense. Ashakat was not able, not able parakrantum, to conquer. Jiva Goswami, in his commentary on this verse, says that uh, Krishna invoked a special power in order to depart from the world called his antardana shakti. Antardana, his, his going within power. Um, and this is interesting to me 
this would probably take uh, a bit more research, but whether that term gets used with respect to Krishna's disappearance from the ras, rasa uh, mandala. Because, I mentioned this because Srila uh, Kavikarnapura explains in his uh, Ananda Vrindavan Champu, explains that when Krishna disappears, he disappears into the hearts of all the gopis. <laughs> uh, with lots of interesting implications. For example, when they are imitating Krishna as they're looking for him. Um, it's actually Krishna <laughs> who is performing those pastimes. So is that Krishna's antardana, antardana shakti? Could be. So he manifests this, uh, this shakti, and by this, the wonders of Bhoma Vrindavan become covered. Again, speaking of Kavikarnapura, uh, he emphasizes, I think I mentioned this last time, he emphasizes wonder, Adbhuta, as sort of foundational to all the rasas. There's got to be wonder. There's got to be a sense of, wow. <laughs> if that's not there, and it will be there whenever there's Krishna, wherever there's Krishna, there's going to be a lot of wonder. Uh, because he is the most wonderful Lord. Uh, Shivaramara says then, uh, so what about this Vrindavan, which we uh, see today? I mean, there's so many things there. Uh, yeah, we heard there's so much noise. Uh, now there's so much construction there. The Parikram path, I don't know. I just don't have the bhakti, I guess. But last time I was there, I wanted to go on the Parikram path along the uh, Yamuna. And uh, I gave up after a very short distance because it's, it's become like a highway. <laughs> so I just wasn't feeling enough transcendental to do it. And it's, you know, it's paved now before it was nice, soft sand. Anyway, uh, so someone may ask, what is all this? And now we see, what do we see also? Th there are these thorny trees. One devotee uh, in Mumbai I traveled with, we went together to Nagpur uh, to uh, meet some people about cows. He took a train and he's um, very knowledgeable about Ayurveda, comes from a family five generations back. Uh, but also very knowledgeable about agriculture. And as we were going on the train, we were seeing these, these sort of scruffy uh, small trees, you see, which are very thorny. You see them all over Braj. Um, 
and I asked him about these. He said, oh, those are, and I've forgotten the name now, but he knew the name of the tree. And he said, those were imported from, I think he said from Africa, um, by the British, possibly. And then they, you know, initially they thought they'd be great for some reason, I don't know what. Uh, and then um, they, you know, they, they uh, multiplied like weeds. And now they're all over, they're all over India. There are these thorns, they have horrible, very dangerous thorns. <clears throat> So that's not even uh, indigenous to India. So that uh, where are the forests of Vrindavan? We may well ask, uh, because it's all we always hear, the forests of Vrindavan, the 12 forests of Vrindavan. And then you go to one, you go to a forest of Vrindavan now, and they will tell you, this is Talavan. Um, okay, where are the Tala trees? <laughs> and so on. And um, he says, its rooftops are terrorized by monkeys, and Krishna's legacy is a market commodity for shop owners to exploit. In short, Krishna's abode appears to be no more than one example of India's degradation into a mediocre tourist destination, hardly a replica of Goloka glistening with divine splendor. Where, where in Boma Vrindavan are the forests of desire trees, the rivers of nectar, the homes made from transcendental gem, the pristine land beyond illusion, the resonance of the flute. And then he says, Actually, the Dhamma is still there. But it's obst uh, obstructed. And how is it obstructed? It's obstructed by the cloud of illusion. Uh, but the cloud of illusion is only uh, obstructing from our side. It's not obstructing from Krishna's side. Any more than the clouds which are increasingly covering our sky here. It was a bright, clear sky this morning. Now there, there's supposed to be possibly a storm later today. Uh, just as the clouds here are not in the slightest affecting the sun, similarly, Krishna is not affected by any of this. Uh, and so, great souls who have completely given up worldly attachments, who have crossed beyond the jurisdiction of matter and been graced by the Lord's internal potency, continue to see the Aprakata Dhamma as it is with love-anointed eyes and spiritualized forms, perfected devotees perceive the true splendor 
of Vrindavan. I'm just now remembering uh, one sadhu that, uh, that His Holiness Radhanath Swami wrote about. I don't remember if it's in his book, but maybe. Uh, one sadhu that he came to know in Vrindavan, very austere sadhu and very aged sadhu, who was um, living sort of in somebody's hallway, I think, and he had deities, you know, in a, in a, it's in the book, okay. Um, and, and, and Radhanath Swami was uh, spending some time with him and he wanted to help him because he was so um, frail, he was so aged. And every day this sadhu would go and he would fill a bucket with water uh, from some pump, I think, uh, and then bring it to, for his service to his deities. So one time Radhanath, wasn't it Radhanath Swami started to do this for him? And this sadhu became extremely upset. No, don't take my service from me. Or like tears in his eyes. Don't take my service. <laughs> he was... He was seeing Krishna uh, present in Vrindavan, and this is his service. I also like to remember one lecture uh, from His Holiness Lokanath Swami Maharaj. Hmm. How many decades ago? I still remember it was in um, San Diego. Somehow I was in San Diego. And somehow he was also visiting there. And uh, he gave a nice lecture. Something about Krishna Leela. And he was telling how, how we can enter into Krishna Leela. He said, you hear, we hear about Krishna Leela. And we keep hearing. And we reflect on it and we speak about it, and we listen, and we speak, and we reflect, we remember. And as we uh, become more absorbed in the Leela, he said, at one point, you will notice a gap. You'll see a gap in what is going on, and you'll understand this is where I fit in. <laughs> this is where I jump in to be part of the Leela. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's nice. Hmm. Srila Prabhupada, Swami is quoting, says, Srila Prabhupada speaks of this phenomenon. Actually, you can see that at Vrindavan Dam. That place is a small spot of land, say about 84 miles area. 
But any person, and however atheistic he may be, and however nonsense he may be, if he goes to that place, he'll feel Krishna's presence. Still, still, simply by going there, he'll at once change his mind that here is God. He'll accept it. Uh, so this is, I jumped to one paragraph here, but Shivaram Maharaj is explaining that still the Dhamma is not completely uh, inaccessible. It is accessible. That's why we go there. We do feel some, we feel something. We feel presence of Krishna. Sometimes maybe something more, sometimes less. We go into a temple, we feel, yes, Krishna is here, uh, and so on. We hear the kirtan. So many people in Vrindavan uh, come to the Krishna Balaram Mandir uh, because uh, they're just the the akanda kirtan that's going on there is just so attractive. Um, and of course, Indra Prabhu was uh, especially instrumental in bringing that spirit, which devotees have been. Yeah, the last time I was there, I felt they're continuing that spirit. And so many people come and they just uh, gather around. Many people will sit down for uh, a long time and, and join in the kirtan. Others, they will stand around and they'll uh, observe and listen and people will dance. Uh, it's so powerful. They say that Angreji Mandir, that's the Krishna Balaram Mandir, the, the, the temple of the, England, the, the Englanders, the Angreji, uh, the Britishers, uh, is the number two go-to temple uh, in Vrindavan. The first one is Banke Bihari. Uh, Banke Bihari is kind of the... Um, the local temple for many people. That's the temple to go to. But, um, of course, Banki Bihari is this, what Prabhupada called circus, I think. They'll open the curtain for a few seconds, again close, again open, again close. Open, close. <laughs> and that's going on all the time. So the darshan is uh, interesting. Krishna Balaram Mandir, darshan is there. <laughs> and so people are attracted to uh, come. So here, Shiva Raj makes an interesting point. He says, Srila Prabhupada's comment confirms how the nature of the antardan shakti allows us to feel Krishna's presence. So the antardan shakti is not only the shakti of making Krishna invisible, it's also a shakti which is allowing to feel Krishna's presence. Uh, and this may be in subtle ways, he says. He wrote, Prabhupada wrote to one disciple, uh, 
as your devotional service becomes mature, you shall see Krishna more and more. And more and more, you shall realize the qualities of the holy land of Vraja. Mm. And then uh, it goes on, unquote. The ability to feel the influence of the Dham varies in proportion to one's faith in and knowledge of Krishna and Krishna's abode. Now comes an interesting question. <clears throat> Is the energy that covers the aprakata dham material or spiritual? Because it is comprised, made up of Krishna's internal potency, it can act as either matter or spirit, depending upon the consciousness of the observer. So, of course, we know there's, there's yoga maya and maha maya, and they're both essentially the same, functioning in different ways for different purposes, or what's being said here, depending on who it is, uh, what is our consciousness? It will be yoga maya or maha maya. Uh, so someone may go to Vrindavan. Prabhupada mentions the atheist. <laughs> Even the atheist. <laughs> Uh, but someone may go and say, oh, here we can make good business. <laughs> so that would be Maha, Mahamaya. <clears throat> um, let's see, I've not been checking this yet for a while. Oh, wait. Uh, lots of happy birthdays for Dharma Gopta here. What? Mona Valambini also has her birthday today. She's asking for blessings. Blessings, Mona Valambini, Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Do we get a speech from Mona Valambini? No speech. She's shy. <clears throat> okay. Oh, this question, let's jump out of <laughs> dumb. Kata. Well, let me say generally, uh, one reason I want to, I'm talking about Dhamma uh, is because when we were compiling the book Pancharatra Pradipa back in the early 90s, uh, we were discussing and we include in the book uh, that there are several types of seva uh, which are related to deity worship. 
and this, by the way, is all um, we heard about Tantra. This is all Sattvika Tantra, of course. The whole Pancharatrika system is uh, sometimes referred to as Tantra. It's Sattvika Tantra. So one of the forms of service is Dhamma Seva. And Dhamma Seva, there, there's a variety of uh, sorts of seva. Of course, if one is in the Holy Dhamma itself, physically, there's so many uh, activities one can do, uh, including cleaning the Dhamma, sweeping this, uh, the, stro the, uh, the street in the Dhamma is Dhamma Seva. Uh, cleaning the Dhamma, um, well, these are the same, but so much garbage. Uh, can be cleaned. Uh, and of course, serving the residents of the Dhamma, including, I have to say, the cows. Uh, so some devotees are doing that. Uh, they are serving the, the cows that are wandering in the streets. Here my point is that another form of Dhamma Seva is uh, Dhamma Smarana. One can remember the Holy Dhamma, just remembering. And together with that remembering can come longing for, longing, desiring to be at the Dhamma. That is also Dhamma Sevana. So we may not be physically in Vrindavan or Sridham Mayapur uh, or... Uh, or Dvaraka, or Atura, or Ayodhya. We, we may not be at these places, but uh, we can hear about them. And of course, hearing is also, hearing about the Dhamma is part of Dhamma Sevana. Yeah, so all of these possibilities are there. Um, oh, now I'm seeing another... Okay, we'll get to that. No, I'll say it now. Avaduta Priya Madhaji's birthday is today. Jai. Very good. Okay, uh, does it mean that student has to go to a specific location to pass the exam? No. The, uh, the plan is that you can take the exam I mean, you could take it at home as long as uh, you make arrangement that someone uh, who is considered authorized is present when you take the exam. Um, and this person who is has to be present, um, yeah, there's two terms in English. One is proctoring, uh, which means just being there and making sure that we're not cheating, that we're not peeking into the books for something. Uh, but no, this is part of what they want to say is let everyone uh, pass these exams. Uh, Indira Lalita is saying after do, having done Bhakti Shastri, 10 years ago, should I now do the Bhakti Vaibhava course? Why not? <laughs> uh, 
One thing that Atul Krishna Prabhu mentioned is that uh, the examinations are cumulative, which means not that we learn whatever is to be learned in Bhakti Shastri, and then uh, we can go ahead and forget that and then do the Bhakti Vaibhava examination. No, there would be questions in the Bhakti Vaibhava examination, which would be inclusive of the books that we've read for Bhakti Shastri, etc. So for Bhakti Vedanta also, everything would be included before that. Mm. Oh, we have a question from Ramananda Gopal uh, from Singachalam. Dear God family, are there any one of you who would serve as a pujari at Singachalam? <laughs> Please apply <laughs> with Ramananda Gopal. Uh, yes. Um, Ramananda Gopal, are you there right now? I was thinking he could give a little direct promotion. Hmm, I guess not. Uh, maybe next time he can give some more promotion. Uh, it's mentioned here from, I don't remember who is SKDD. There are also Bhakti Shastri courses meant for very busy people. Uh, you can do it in your own tempo. Yes, this is, there's a variety like uh, of options. And Mamata Mai wants to know where we can do this. <laughs> And I don't have answers for that. Um, Sugopi so says it's good online. Takes longer, but it's good. Okay, that conversation is there. Oh, here's Mona Valambini's excuse for no, not giving a speech. Old computer, no mic and video. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Whoops, what happened? Just jumped. Is it, Mandali is asking, is it possible to enter the eternal Goloka Vrindavan or Mayapur via the medium of the heart while still alive in the present body? Um, that was a private question. Whoops. Um, my understanding is, um, well, there's a couple of things. One is yes, and the other is perhaps not exactly. In other words, we do hear from uh, Vishwanath Chagavarti Thakur that one who becomes uh, fully qualified at the end of this life can then take birth 
in a Boma Vrindavan where Krishna is present. That's one understanding. Um, on the other side, uh, the Gaudiya Vaishnava position regarding uh, Jivan Mukti is that it's very much possible in this life. And of course, uh, liberation, Jivan, life, Mukti, liberation. Liberation within this life, what does that mean? For a Vaishnava, it doesn't mean something impersonal. Uh, it means um, associating with the Lord. So here I think the crucial point would be that one is then associating with the Lord in what, you know, geographical location, in a sense, doesn't matter anymore. Here's another birthday, Yashodarani. I think we have to do a big... Happy birthday song for everybody. <laughs> Do we have any um, experts? Anyone want to lead us in singing happy birthday for all the devotees with birthdays? Volunteers? Don't volunteer if it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can sing. You can sing. Who is this? Kavichandra does. Oh, yes, please. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear all the brothers and sisters. Happy birthday to you. Hare Krishna to you, Hare Krishna to you, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, in India, isn't it the tradition that when it's your birthday, you you serve everyone else in the family? Yeah, like generally, uh, in our culture, in Bengali culture, uh, is made, payasham, like sweet rice, oh. that is made, yeah, and uh, offer uh, it to Lord and then have it, that is a special culture. And I don't know about serving others, but yeah, others are like, obviously they are like other way around. <laughs> One gets yeah. service when it's a birthday. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I, as I understand, because the, the whole idea is you're serving others to get their blessings uh, to, for them to feel inclined to, to give their blessings. So yeah, like that. Okay. Well, we've only, we're going rather slowly uh, through the five dhammas. But anyway, there's no rush, I think. I want to also request continued prayers for Sundar Gopal uh, Prabhu in uh, Ljubljana. He's still in very serious condition. 
in the hospital. Uh, and uh, all prayers are welcome. Yeah. And I had the idea since Rad, Radhashtami is coming up uh, to read something about um, some of the places in Braja associated with Srimati Radharani. Uh, and then I became bewildered because there's so much, so many, uh, just Varshana, uh, there's so many Leela Stanams associated with Radha and the gopis. But anyway, um, now Krishna in the form of time is suggesting that we proceed each our own ways. And I want to thank you all and wish you all the best uh, for this coming week, for the coming festivities. Uh, I think it's also Sita Takarani's appearance, Advaita Charya's uh, wife's appearance on Sunday. So there you are. Okay. Hare Krishna. Thank you all. Anantagoti Vaishnavarinda ki jai. Shiva Prabhupada ki jai. Gaurapremanande. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you.